police in the morning. Jeremy has returned. 30 years after the infamous death farm murders in rural Pennsylvania, serial killing is in season once more. A young woman and her friends descend upon the farm to party after discovering that she has inherited the land. But soon after, the strange occurrences and brutal murders begin again. The shocking sequel to the 1987 shot on video cult classic Splatter Farm. I'm Alan. And I'm Joseph. And we are the, the B-Movie Bros. Here are the B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. And of course, it really is Corey and Paul. As always, you know... Uh, We're amidst, just getting into character. Amidst Final Fantasy Month, something occurred that we could not pass up. The release of Return to Splatter Farm which I just found out about two days ago releasing, and uh, I, we, we couldn't pass it up. Oh, yeah. In case you haven't figured out, it is the sequel to the 1987 film Splatter Farm by the Polony Brothers. Which was the first movie Paul and I ever reviewed together, so we had to take this opportunity. And, you know, there are some special circumstances within this movie that we will explain later that do make it a fantasy come true, so we'll, we'll throw it into Final Fantasy move Month, because... Fuck the Final Fantasy movies anyway. We yeah. need to watch something fun. So, here we are. It's also Thanksgiving month, so I'm thankful for this movie. We're... De we're... It's a fucking 2020 movie! Return to Splatter Farm from 2020, this year. Let's dive right into this shit with top and bottom, Paul. Let's start with the top. Alright, I'll start off with this one then. But again, friends, brand new movie. Spoiler alerts. So... Go watch it before if if you don't want spoilers. Oh, yeah. So, number one, I enjoyed all of the death scenes. I thought each one was unique. They were fun. There's especially one where where Jeremy just beheads two people with a, with a sickle. It's just, it's beautiful. And number two, I love the fact that the music in this film was like a, re a redone version of music from... The original Splatter Farm, with the exception of the theme, but, like, it's really easy to identify, it's really well done, and did in a new way that felt both nostalgic, yet unique at the same time. And number one, there are a lot of fun callbacks to the original Splatter Farm, including old photos of the original cast, like, certain subtle, subtle references, but also an awesome flashback scene with some of the best acting I've ever seen, especially from... The guy who played Joseph, you know, he was just one of the best actors I've ever seen. He should win every single award. And For me, on the top, number three, the acting in this movie is all horrendous, terrible, horrible, but in the best, enjoyable, B-movie way possible. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just people having fun doing these characters, and you can't ask for anything more when you watch a movie like this. Number two, like Paul said, the deaths in this movie were pretty well done. Each one was different from the last, except for the double killing, which was fun. It was pretty awesome. Two beheadings at one time. You it's know, just done in a great way. Like, you gotta see it. And then number one, like, truly and honestly, like Paul said, the flashback scene is probably the best scene in the movie. Between tonage, how it's shot, and even the special effects and deaths during the flashback scene 
you know, it was it was what I enjoyed watching more than anything else because of how it was done. And the acting in that this that scene was just it was fucking yeah. terrible like the rest of the movie. Anyways, <laughs> uh, moving on from that one. In the bottom three, Paul. So number three, like, I thought most of the characters were pretty generic slasher victims. You know, appropriate for this kind of film, but nothing really stood out. So don't look for anything too unique, but, you know, it's serviceable. Number two. I know it, it isn't supposed to be taken seriously, but how the fuck is Jeremy been avoiding authorities for 33 years? He hasn't left the farm in all that time and he keeps murdering people, so, you know, I'm just curious as to why police haven't just raided the f- place and arrested him. I mean, it's not like Jeremy has superpowers or anything like that. And he's, like, fucking nine feet yeah. tall. Like, like he can't really hide behind anything. <laughs> like, there are a few scenes where, like, people just barely miss him. Like, he's right there. Like, <laughs> all you have to do is look up. <laughs> just looking at my feet the whole time. That's why I got murdered. His whole body's dressed in green, like the like the wood, so I can't see his head, which is which is three feet above my own. It's just like a green screen where there's just like Jeff's head like floating in the middle of a forest. And number one, the cast keeps saying how old and shitty the house is, but in all honesty, it really doesn't look that bad to me. I mean, it's a little dusty, you know, some outdated stuff, but it's a fixer upper. I mean, I. Wouldn't want to live there, but I'd be pretty happy if I inherited a farm like that. Yeah, I, de- I definitely looked at worse-looking houses that were quote-unquote move-in ready when I was, you know, looking for houses a long time ago. And, uh, yeah, well, it really wasn't that bad. Yeah, it needs some work, but uh, 30 years of being abandoned? Fuck no. It's also, like, I'm not sure why she just got the inheritance 33 years later. As far as I can tell, no one else has been living there. So. Well, unless, you know, another family member inherited it and nobody did anything and then it eventually came to her. Yeah, that's not much of a criticism. It's like, it was never really answered, but I guess it's kind of implied. It's just, just a question. Yeah, it's I'm just, it, it it just works. As so, um, the creator of um, Chogu's Bizarre Adventure says, it just works. So for me, number three. My name is misspelled in the opening and closing <laughs> credits because they're the same fucking credits. Like, I don't have a hard name to spell. And it's not its not like it was even fucking misspelled. They forgot to put the last letter on my last name. Your last name like, is now Neville. If, if you haven't that figured it out, Potter. Paul and I were involved in making this movie, so we were in the credits, and my name's fucking misspelled yeah. in the credits. We were Alan and Joseph in this, and it was, uh, it was really awesome getting casted. Number two, the, the characters are all pretty much throwaways with, with a one-dimensional tone. You've got your jock, your whore, your nerd, etc. You know, it, it fits the tone of the movie, but I always just like to see a little more from characters than just, you know, that, that typecast single dimension. Number one, so Jeremy is a memorable character for a few reasons. One of which being his obsession with fucking dead things. And they took that away from Jeremy. They changed him to be less sexual and more just kind of like, it's fun to murder people. And I can understand the change. Like, I can, I, I can see why you would do it. But that's one of the things, to me, that made Jeremy, Jeremy. 
I mean, I'm personally glad about that because it meant I didn't have to get anally fisted and, like, had shit smeared on my face. So that that was a plus. Like, got to keep my pants on while being uh, murdered. Like I said, I I can understand the reasoning behind it, and I I can understand people wanting to see that taken away from him. Personally, I'm not a fan of changing a character that's so cemented in cult history. Yeah, it's like, we've seen this movie, like, the original Spider Farm, so many times. I own it on, like, DVD and VHS. It's... It's noticeable for people who have seen the, um, and are big fans of the original, but I get why they did it. And, uh, personally, I, I ended up benefiting from that little change. Well, we didn't talk about it too much, but let's have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war! Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. I'll let Paul start us off. Some idea of yours, spending the summer with old bag Lacey. That's Aunt Lacey. She's just lonely and needs the company. I think she's strange. And that Jeremy, I don't trust him either. It's all in your head. I went outside and found this on the farm farm boundary. There's a mummified head in here. Jeremy, get out here. You bastard. You know I'm not afraid of you. Jeremy, what have you done to my brother? That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie or anything else you'd like to say about it, please leave it in the comments below. And in case you didn't figure it out, those were our lines from the movie. <laughs> it's time to give this movie our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 2 out of 10. I gave it a 3 out of 10. Return to Splatter Farm hits the mark right on the money for a campy B-movie throwback to the 80s. Done well. Fun bad acting, entertaining special effects, a high body count, and of course, titties! <laughs> A fun follow-up to a film forgotten by some, and remembered fondly by even fewer. It also includes the best flashback sequence ever filmed with award-worthy acting and agonizing deaths. A sequel that I found more enjoyable than the original, and not just because of my involvement in it. It seems like such a rare thing. If you even know the name Splatter Farm, you should at least check out Return to Splatter Farm. I can say I enjoyed it more than the Star Wars sequel. <laughs> Return to Splatter Farm is the unexpected yet much appreciated sequel to the 1987 cult classic film Splatter Farm. As such, there is a lot to live up to. Fortunately, Return to Splatter Farm was up to the task, breathing new life into the beloved slasher, playing tribute to the original while managing to forge its own identity. The effects and cinematography were improved, but kept the charm of the original. I'm glad that such an iconic B-movie is still loved by fans after all these years, and thanks to this movie, we'll continue to live on. And I'm honored that I got to play a part in this momentous moment. So there you have it. A 2 out of 10 from me, a 3 out of 10 from Paul. And, you know, if you watch this, love it, hate it, want to forget about it, or just have more fun, we always have ways to drink away the slick. Drink away the slick. So come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the slick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give some drinking games for this film. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time Jeremy is just lurking, take a drink. Number two, Every time the sheriff appears, take a drink. Number three, whenever anyone is shirtless, take a drink. Number four, anytime you see the green car, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's Final Fantasy Month, every time a monster is defeated, or in this case, Jeremy kills someone, take a drink. Every time Paul and Corey are on screen, take a drink. Every time someone is decapitated, take a drink. Every time the farm is referred to as either Death Farm or Splatter Farm, take a drink. 
And every time Jeremy asks someone if they will be his friend, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else Beamer related, you can leave a comment here on the iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at beamerbros.gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com, Bros. follow us on Twitter at beamerbros, my personal Twitter at beamerpaul. You can check out all of the content, including reviews, interviews, and chats, website beamerbros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links are right below. That brings us to the end of week two here for Final Fantasy Month. Um, you know, living out one of our fantasies and making a movie in conjunction with, you know, helping Mark Polonia of Polonia Brothers Entertainment. Let's rank these two movies we've seen so far. In the number two spot, Final Fantasy The Spirits Within. No chocobos, no fantasy, just sci-fi. Fuck you. Number one, Return to Splatter Farm. Truly, it's, it's a fun, campy slasher movie. Like, take myself out of it. I would still enjoy sitting and watching it, especially with a group of friends. Yeah, number two is definitely Final Fantasy of the Spirit, the Spirits Within. It may be a fi- have Final Fantasy in the name, but it's not a Final Fantasy movie, and it wasn't very good. And I'm glad I missed it when it came out back in theaters and back in the day. Number one, Return to Splatter Farm. It's definitely not a Final Fantasy movie, but... It was much more enjoyable than fucking The Spirits Within, and I really enjoyed it. It was a fun slasher film, and hey, it's even got us in it. And, like, I don't know, maybe it is, like, secretly a Final Fantasy movie. Like, I don't know, maybe, like, the reason why Jeff or um, Jeremy isn't getting caught is because he's got some spell that keeps, you know, him from getting, like, getting caught. He's got infinite HP, which is why he keeps, like, he survived all this time. He, he's know. always switching his weapons up <laughs> yeah, to change like, his stats. One point he's like got he's got a one point he's got a sickle another point he's got like you know an axe, an axe. he's just you know equipping and re equipping different weapons it's uh and nobody had any phoenix stones well next week we're we're back on track for f- actual Final Fantasy movies and like we promised last time we're gonna take a look at the 2005 film Final Fantasy VII Advent Children will splatter farm splatter the competition. Get on the next pool. I'm seeing the wrong guy.